0: Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. I wasn't really sure that I had the right message today. But now I am. <laughs> ah, it's the songs that Marty picked out, and we we kind of have a, a policy of, you know, who, whoever's leading, they they get to lead. So we don't tell them what to do <laughs> or what songs to pick or. But uh, I feel like what the Lord wants to say to us, we've already been singing today. Uh, as, as we prepare to move once again, uh, I, I think the Lord is calling us back to basics Um, at our old building before you walked out the door you you would if you looked up you would see our, our mission statement but put into sort of a command go love people, or go love God, love people, and serve the world. And uh, I, I felt like the Lord wanted to uh, strengthen our commitment to that mission today. Because uh, it, it's, it's not about where we're meeting. Uh, it's, it's not about how great it is when we get together and the presence of the Lord is, is just here among us. Uh, it's, it's about the people who are out there who have a God-sized hole in them. And they're hungering... But they don't know what for because culture has told them that you can satisfy it with anything but God. And Satan has so many tricks and, and traps and deceptions that he he just he leads people into one after another. And, and he has so many that really you can spend a whole lifetime just just going from one false replacement <laughs> uh, to another. Uh, and so our, our mission, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to tell you and then I'll tell you and then I'll Maybe if there's time, I'll tell you what I told you. Uh, our mission is is to be a people who don't just say that we love God because we know we that we have to, but a people who are passionately pursuing this God who passionately pursues us. And becoming a, a people of his presence so that he can share his heart with us and he can send us out. Because that is the way that it really works is if and, and we heard a message from Gary Best a few weeks ago, about this if if he will tell us where he's working in in the place of personal worship and prayer and, and time with God and then we will ask if if we can go join him and and he says yes then then we go and it's easy Uh, it's it's kind of like Jason. Uh, you know, in the natural, I wanted to go find him. But it was much better to pray that God would encounter him, which he did <laughs> in a really real, tangible way. And he, he's still trying to figure it out, I imagine, yeah. <laughs> hmm. So we, in, in America, we, I, I was having a conversation about this with a, a guy that I just met in town this week. In, in America, we, in the church, we, we still have kind of a crusade mentality, that that we'll raise the banner, and and we're we're gonna go do this for God. And by the way, God, would would you at least go with us? Because we're we're not sure if we can accomplish everything without you. And I mean, I I kind of tremble when I say that because. THERE'S WAY TOO MUCH TRUTH IN IT. When, WHEN THE REALITY IS, THAT VERSE THAT WE JUST MEDITATED ON I, I THINK LAST WEEK, YOU AND I, WE CAN DO NOTHING APART FROM HIM. THERE, there IS NO SPIRITUAL PROGRESS no spiritual breakthrough no eternal fruit with, without him and, and we can do all kinds of great things in his name and the, the name of the church and whoever's name but it, it is nothing but the eastern church this person was telling me they seem to still have it much more right. That they, they wait on God. And, and they experience his, his presence and then they ask him, God, where, where, are, you, where are you at work in, in the city? And do, do you want us to go with you? and usually if you get to the place where god shows you where he's at work you you can be pretty sure that he's going to send you (laughs) but it's a good idea to at least ask the question because he may have already sent somebody else or it may be such a big thing that he's sending a whole lot of people so you know i i think one of the things that the lord is is teaching us as as we as we move and <laughs> he leads us and we experience his direction and his provision uh, is what's what's important what's what's really important cuz the, the place where we meet really is is not all that important it's it's a big I mean, it's it's nice to have a place, don't get me wrong, but uh, it's, it's not the place that makes our gathering significant. It's the presence of the Lord with us when we gather. And if we ever find a place that's really nice and we gather and he's not there, we better figure out what went wrong, because something did. So, getting, getting to our, our mission statement. You know, the, the vision that was behind the, the planting of this church was a, a vision for the harvest. And it was it was a a big vision. Um, this it was a prophetic word that was spoken to me at at the Fort Collins Vineyard by the guy. I didn't have any idea who he was at the time, but but he was the overseer of the vineyard in Europe, and we went there on a really snowy, cold night when the road closed behind us. Now, what was the date? Yeah, January of 99. And, and he just, he pointed out only, I think, three people after the, the night of worship. And when, when he was speaking to the first first person, the Lord spoke to me that he was, I was next. And and the vision that the Lord gave Martin Buhlman was, uh, I was driving a, a huge combine and he's from Switzerland. Everything they have is small. Small fields, small tractors, small houses, everything. And, and he saw this huge field of wheat with this huge combine that he'd probably only ever seen pictures of. And, and it was going through this huge field of wheat just bringing in the harvest. And at the time I was just, I was a worship leader and I was happy to be a worship leader for the rest of my life. That, that was my passion, That's, that was what I wanted to do. I didn't have a grid for the harvest, uh, let alone a huge harvest. And since then, the Lord has confirmed that vision. He's expanded it and told me to think bigger. And, you know, we, we look forward to a harvest in, in Cheyenne that, that is going to be astounding. Uh, it, it could very well be like Atlantic City in the First Great Awakening where it was a town of 50,000 people at the time and well into the, the First Great Awakening they, they could find three adults who had not surrendered to the Lord. Three. I I think that's more than enough uh, critical mass to change the whole culture of of a place. And the Lord has done that in different places at different times. And and we are looking forward to the time of, of a great harvest before the Lord's return. And the the Lord is uh, beginning to give me a message that uh, it's it's going to take me a few weeks to to get there, but I I really believe it's it's a key to the harvest coming in, and it's it's about. Uh, what Watchman Nee calls breaking the outer man so that the spirit can be released. Because you see, the the spirit brings life. Only the spirit brings life. And if, if we can get to that place where our outer self is, is broken enough that the Spirit of God can be released when we interact with people, we, we will be able to communicate at a spirit level with them even if they don't know the Lord. Because the Spirit of God indwelling us in our spirit is able to do that. But only when that's the the focus of our living. And, you know, I... I gotta admit, I'm, I'm not there all the time. I'm, I think I'm there some of the time. I, I wanna get there much more of the time. And, and I, I will be able to share with you some of the experiences that I have had where, where the Lord even revealed to me afterward that that's what he was doing, that he, he was breaking the outer shell so the spirit could come forth. But there's, there's something that, I mean, we can respond rightly or wrongly to, to that breaking. But that's not the message for today, even though I'm giving you part of it. Uh, that's where we're going in a few weeks. Because I, that, that is a critical piece To us being released into the harvest because what Jesus said about the harvest to his disciples uh, those conditions are are still true from Matthew chapter 9 and Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom his harvest and and that's that's where we are now is that last part of that passage pray that the Lord will send forth workers and and you you can make this personal as you pray Lord send me out as a worker into the harvest who who can actually do some good meaning that your spirit can be released through me. And when your spirit is released, then life can be released into people. And and that's that's what happened to Jason. I mean, when you meet Jesus, you meet life. You meet the way, you meet the truth, you meet the life. That's why he He's never had any encounter or anything like that because he's never encountered pure truth, pure life. <laughs> Deer in the headlights. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I imagine that would be almost a universal response to seeing Jesus. So anyway, what I want to do today, what what I think the Lord wants to do is is for us just to talk about our our mission statement and because you know this this defines who we are as as a church. And I I, I want it to define who we are as as a church that that we are a, a people we're we're being formed into a body and and see we we need we need our idea of of church to be transformed because a, a lot of people in America anyway since there's so many churches you know there's there's one on every other street and there's more than a hundred in in Cheyenne so you know for for a lot of people uh, it's it's just kinda like going to the Elks Club or the Sunrise Lions or whatever you know I just I go and I participate and then and then I go home and And see, that's not being a body. Because a a, a body requires more connection than we now have. Okay? My index finger has responsibility toward my foot and and my foot has responsibility toward my index finger if if i just cut off my index finger there are a lot of things that i won't be able to do very well so you know the the lord has been moving us toward becoming a body for some time but i'm i'm convinced that that we really need some renewing of our minds in in this area. That that we need a deeper commitment to one another. And it it's it's expressed simply in in this mission statement. And and we're we're gonna get to some of that today. So the The first part is is to love God and and the reason that it's the first part is because the greatest commandment according to Jesus is to love the Lord our God with all our heart soul mind and strength and and we we all kind of know that but are are we there? I I, I think no. I, I mean that's that's the honest answer. Are we there? No. Uh, loving God with our, our whole being, being fully committed to Him. Uh, that's that's what that means. SO THAT THAT SEEKING FIRST OF HIS KINGDOM AND HIS RIGHTEOUSNESS AND THEN ALL THESE OTHER THINGS JUST SOMEHOW BEING TAKEN CARE OF, THAT, that IS A REALITY, AND it's, IT'S A REALITY THE LORD WANTS US TO ENTER INTO MORE, uh, AND, and we, WE CAN'T EVEN LOVE GOD UNLESS WE RECEIVE AND EXPERIENCE HIS LOVE FIRST it's impossible because we don't even know what love is until then because our culture has a very warped concept definition of, of what love is so I I want to look at some scriptures that shed light on the mission today I, I'm not gonna probably use everything I've got here but. Lord, I I pray for a a release of wisdom and revelation and renewing of our minds uh, as you wash us with the water of your word today. Uh, Lord, I I pray for a, a separation of soul and spirit that your word is capable of. In Jesus' name and for his glory because uh, we, we need that uh, I've got to wait till the other message to get into that so Matthew 12 starting in verse 28 and one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another and seeing that he answered them well Those who were trying to trick him. Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus was asked. And Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he, God, is one, and there is no other beside him. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices and when Jesus saw that he answered wisely he said to him Jesus said to the man you are not far from the kingdom of God and after that no one dared to ask him any more questions they saw that he was too smart to be tricked uh, into any of their traps so this, this really is, is the basis of the first two parts of, of our mission statement to love God and, and love people but I also want to go to 1st John 4 and start in verse 18 there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment So, there are some signs of of whether or not we love God. And See, don't look at me like that. I didn't write this. (laughs) But if it was indeed inspired by the Holy Spirit, and I believe that it was, and it is truth, then what john is saying is whether we love each other brothers and sisters in in the lord really demonstrates whether we actually love the lord hmm okay well you can meditate on that this week i'm moving on (laughs) to loving people okay because this this starts with with loving the people in our own family then it extends to loving our brothers and sisters in in the fellowship and then it extends further to loving our neighbors BUT, UNFORTUNATELY, IT EVEN HAS TO EXTEND FARTHER THAN THAT. BECAUSE JESUS IN THE SERMON ON THE MOUNT SAID SOMETHING THAT WAS REALLY ASTOUNDING WHEN, when HE WAS REDEFINING PEOPLE'S UNDERSTANDING OF, of WHAT THE LAW required and what the rabbis were actually teaching and that's why jesus started out some of these comments with you have heard it said because that's what was being taught so in matthew 5 starting in verse 43 jesus says and you have heard it said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy well that's easy well fairly easy (laughs) right But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors, basically the the dirty rotten sinners Uh, do not even they do the same and if you greet only your brothers what more are you doing than others do not even the nasty gentiles do the same you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect you see we're, we're called to something that we can't do ON OUR OWN, ONLY THE SPIRIT OF GOD OPERATING WITHIN US EMPOWERS US, RELEASES GRACE FOR US TO ACTUALLY DO THIS. BUT WHAT JESUS IS, is SAYING HERE, and, and, AND WE HAVE TO UNDERSTAND THIS, IS THAT THERE, there IS NO ONE, NOT A PERSON, that you and I are allowed not to love. Okay, so that requires us to understand what love is. And loving, dangerous people like ISIS doesn't require that, that we go find them and hug them. That's, <laughs> that's, that's not what this is about. To, to love Muslim jihadists who are murdering Christians is to pray for their salvation, to pray for them to come to repentance and come to a knowledge of the truth, to come to know Jesus, and, AND BE TRANSFORMED, BECAUSE that, THAT IS DESIRING THE BEST FOR THEM, BECAUSE that, THAT WOULD BE THE VERY BEST THING FOR THEM ETERNALLY, and, AND THAT IS WHAT JESUS IS TALKING ABOUT, THAT'S THE KIND OF LOVE THAT JESUS IS TALKING ABOUT, IT'S A COMMITMENT TO THE GOOD OF THE PERSON, because God in his love for us is is completely 100% committed to our good and our development and our spiritual progress and the completion of the work that he began in us. And he is continually working on us toward that end. Sometimes we cooperate with him and the work goes more quickly. Sometimes we get stuck and we do not cooperate with the work that he's doing and it goes much more slowly and painfully. But that's that's how his love works. So uh, it, it doesn't mean when, where there are Dangerous people that you have to put yourself in in a place to be harmed No There there are dangerous people out there who who may harm us And and we don't have to put ourselves in in harm's way to prove that we love someone Boundaries are acceptable They're, They're okay It doesn't mean we don't love someone Okay, I think I think you get that. But this this also kind of kind of points us back to the harvest, the idea of loving others. And and be, before I leave this this topic, uh, you know, I I encourage you to spend some time meditating on that Matthew five passage and other passages that require us to love one another Uh, because when the Lord shows us that he requires something and that we're not doing it it's it's not to condemn us right because the Lord doesn't correct us to condemn us when when he shows us that okay this is what i require and this is where you are he's he's inviting us to to repent to say okay lord i i see that this is where you want me to be and this is where i am i i confess THAT I AM NOT LIVING THE WAY THAT YOU WANT ME TO LIVE, and, AND I CAN'T GET MYSELF THERE, BUT YOU CAN. SO I ASK YOU FOR A RELEASE OF YOUR EMPOWERING GRACE TO GET ME THERE. I, I WANT TO BE OBEDIENT. I, I want to love everybody, so I ask you to get me there. And when, when we do that, in all sincerity, there, there is a release of empowering grace that enables us to change. It, it doesn't mean we get all the way there AFTER ONE PRAYER, BUT WE'VE MOVED IN, in THE RIGHT DIRECTION. AND, and SO, as, AS THE LORD CONTINUES TO WORK, AND IF, if HE SHOWS US THAT AGAIN, THEN WE, we REPENT AGAIN, AND we, WE ASK FOR HIM TO CHANGE US, AND, and HE MOVES US A LITTLE MORE. BECAUSE we're, WE'RE BEING TRANSFORMED FROM GLORY TO GLORY. AND, and NONE OF US ARE at, AT THE POINT OF FULLNESS YET. THERE'S, there's MORE GLORY <laughs> THAT GOD HAS FOR US. AND, and we, WE NEED IT, WE WANT IT, AND, and THE world, REST OF THE WORLD NEEDS IT. SO, so THAT'S THE JOURNEY THAT WE'RE ON and Wimber used to say that the way in is the way on the way into the kingdom through confession of our sins and, and repentance is the way that we move on and and that is indeed the truth so we are called to love everyone and, and that means that we can't withhold the the wonderful gospel from anyone as i i thought about showing this video today but i for whatever reason didn't really feel led to do it i showed it one time a few years ago most of you probably are familiar with the comedians Penn and Teller well which one's the big guy Penn I think well he, he's an atheist but he he talked one time about an encounter that he had with with a Christian guy after a show and and the guy asked if he could give Penn a, a Bible and he said, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll take the Bible. Don't know that I'll ever read it, but, you know, if you want to give it to me, sure, I'll, I'll take it. And and he went on to talk about Christians and how if, if we really believe the gospel and... You know, it, it was kind of a condemning video, really, but that's probably why I didn't show it. But he was saying, you know, if, if Christians really believe this stuff, how much do they hate people to not tell them? I mean, ouch. Right? Uh, so, I don't want to put condemnation on us, but, I mean, that's one of the ways that we show love to people is, is by sharing the good news with them. And, and we want to do that in, in the power and the direction of the Holy Spirit because it is then that life is released in, in our exchange with people. BUT we, WE REALLY WANT TO BE OBEDIENT TO THE LORD WHEN HE MOVES ON US TO, to GO SAY SOMETHING TO SOMEBODY. BECAUSE WE, we ALL KNOW AND, and HOPEFULLY have, HAVE EXPERIENCED THAT, YOU KNOW, WE, we WOULD LIKE for, FOR THE LORD TO to print out a a script for us so that okay now here's your script for today at at 10.15 you're going to meet this guy in the break room and this is the first thing I want you to say and then he's going to say this and then you say this and (laughs) this is the way it's going to go well, has God ever done that for you? No. And is he ever going to? Probably not. What, what he's going to do is at 10.15 at in the break room, he's, he's going to say, hey, why don't you go uh, tell Joe that you like the color of his shirt? And that's all you get. But if you obey him, he's, he's going to end up coming into the kingdom today. And, but you don't know that. You think, well, that's kind of dumb. Yeah, I kind of like the color of his shirt, but I mean, I hardly know this guy. And then we make all these excuses of why we shouldn't do that thing when it's possible that somebody's eternal destiny is is hanging right in front of us and and we and we just never know and we we don't know what might happen but but this is I mean, the the Lord wants us to be a courageous, risk-taking people, who who will just be bold and and crazy enough to say yes, anytime He gives us a, a slight impression. Hey, do, go do this, because it's it's. OPERATING IN THOSE SLIGHT IMPRESSIONS THAT HAVE HUGE CONSEQUENCES BECAUSE THAT'S WHEN THE POWER OF HEAVEN GETS RELEASED WE, we DON'T GET TO DECIDE WE'RE NOT IN CHARGE it's, IT'S HIS MISSION AND HE INVITES US TO JOIN HIM AND YOU KNOW, I THINK JUST AS I WAS SAYING THIS THAT, that THE LORD TOLD ME ABOUT A SITUATION that, THAT WAS WHAT I WAS TALKING ABOUT. AND IT'S, it's MY FAVORITE HEALING STORY, TESTIMONY, of, OF MY LIFE. AND IT WAS THIS NATIVE AMERICAN GUY ON THE um, EAGLE BUTTE RESERVATION, THE CHEYENNE RIVER RESERVATION IN, in SOUTH DAKOTA, during, during the day, we, we were out feeding people on, on the street, and I ran into that guy, and I talked to him. And I specifically invited him to come to our healing meeting that night. And, and he came late, and I think he'd been drinking... But HE CAME IN and, AND HE SAID, YOU KNOW, I'VE BEEN TRYING TO SAVE MONEY TO GO SEE THIS MEDICINE MAN UP IN CANADA, BUT I, I JUST DON'T HAVE ENOUGH MONEY, SO I, I THOUGHT I WOULD COME AND SEE WHAT YOUR GOD COULD DO. AS SOON AS HE SAID THAT, I KNEW IT WAS A DONE DEAL. I I had the faith God was going to do this, and he he did it. The guy had been stabbed in the leg, and it had not healed well, and he had all kinds of pain and a really bad limp, and he left there jumping and walking with no limp and no pain. If I wouldn't have talked to him that day, he'd still be limping. That's what the Lord just said. Thank you, Lord. Uh, so we we got to take the risk. Time is short. We we need to take advantage of every opportunity. we're going to do this, if, if we're going to love God and love people how will they know that we love them and that's what the last part of the mission statement is we serve them go love God love people and serve the world Now, there's a little instruction here about becoming a body, becoming the body of Christ among us in in this fellowship. You know, I I said our, our love starts with our family and it extends to our church family and it extends to our neighbors, which is the city, I, I believe. And then it's got to extend out even past that. So the reason that that last statement is in there is because if if we just go to people and and we say, I love you. Can I share Jesus with you? You know, we, we get bombarded with so many bad offers in, <laughs> in our culture. <laughs> I mean, people are going to say, I, I don't need your Amway or your whatever or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So to show them that, that we love them, we, we humble ourselves and, and we serve them, right? So I, I, now I'm speaking to the family here, okay? So if, if we love each other, Cheyenne Vineyard, then we need to serve each other. Okay? So, we need nursery volunteers. We do. If, if you're not serving anywhere, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but Sylvia leads the nursery. We need children's ministry teachers. Talk to Randy. Uh, we, we need people to, to help welcome and, and greet people. Talk to Randy. Uh, we, we need people to do all, all kinds of things. So, you know, uh, I, I guess, you know, it's, it's time to let the rubber hit the road. Because, you know, it's, it's not right the way that most churches operate where 20% of the people do 99% of the work and 80% are, are like the Lions Club. Uh, so if, if we're part of this body and we're going to love each other then let's find a place to serve. All right. <laughs> now we we have served the city in many, many different capacities over the last seven or eight years. One of my favorite things that, that we've done is the block parties. Where we've we've gone into different trailer parks, different low-income apartment complexes. Uh, we bring a, a grill and we cook food, and we bring a worship team and, and live music, and a lot of times we we brought clothing to give away, and you know we we just we bring games for kids, and it's it's just a party, and. Uh, was it the last one that we did uh, out at your place, Brian, out south? That one was amazing. I don't know how many people came, but yeah. So, you know, I, I think the Lord is, is telling us that, that we need to get out there and serve the city some more. Uh, what are some of the other fun ones that that we've done? You know, we've we've gone to coffee shops and, and paid ahead uh, so that people come in and they get free drinks, and you know, and invite them. Convoy of Hope that was like the ultimate uh, <laughs> serve the city, and we we had uh, twenty some churches involved 2500 volunteers we served how many like 5000 people that was just over the top <laughs> and and it was it was funny cuz that year which was 2013 i think right um, that was the year the lord gave me this verse to, to pray for the city, to ask the Lord to to bless the city because in its prospering, we we would prosper. And so we were praying that for, for the whole year and the Lord brought that whole thing together. Uh, really just because I was obedient and I went to see the one in Fort Collins on the day that it happened down there. And, and the Lord just brought everything together. So, anyway, we, we need to love the city. And and we do that by serving. So, <clears throat> I, I, I'm going to read this because I, I think it's it's quite good we we serve because it is the best outward way to show people that we love them words can be empty but demonstrating love by serving with no strings attached is powerful as we learn to serve and cooperate with god in the power of the holy spirit lives will be changed for eternity And I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of just, just how far this can go, this, this loving everybody business. I, I think I shared this story a few years ago because uh, I, I heard Lauren Cunningham telling the story uh, at one thing in Kansas City, and he's one of the world leaders of Youth with a Mission, YWAM. And they had this group in Nigeria, this discipleship training school where they bring youth in, and, and they train them in evangelism and the ministry of Jesus. And uh, there, at the time, there, there, there was uh, basically a civil war going on in Nigeria. There, there were all these guerrillas that primarily were killing Christians. Uh, Not too much different than than it is now. Uh, But a a group of these kids, they they were praying at, at this discipleship training school, and they felt like the Lord was sending them to the gorillas. Not the apes, but the ones with guns. And... Grenades and stuff, and so the the leaders they they had to fast and pray because if the Lord was telling them to go, they they were going to let them go. But they they had to make sure because I mean this this was going to be dangerous. So they yeah they felt like the Lord was saying let them go so they went into this area and, and they found a, a guerrilla camp and they just asked if they could serve them <laughs> like wash their clothes cook and serve their meals and, I mean, you, you don't do this kind of stuff unless God tells you to do it. <laughs> okay? And their, their leadership was sure that this was what God was saying. Because they may have all just been killed. But it didn't turn out that way. And, and the thing is, you know, if even if they had all just been killed, just boom, immediately, that would not show that they had been wrong. Okay? <laughs> we gotta understand that. So anyway, they're they're serving in, in this camp, and there's this one guy in the camp who is, like, everybody in the camp is demon-possessed, okay, but this one guy was really bad. And whenever the demon would, would really take control of him, he would just have to go kill somebody in order to get some relief. That, that's, that's just how he operated, how, how he lived his life. So they're, I think they're serving dinner or, or something, and he has one of these attacks. And, and so... All, all the people uh, who are the guerrillas—they—they they tell the YWAM kids, "You guys better run. You better get out of here because when this happens, somebody's going to die, and it's probably not going to be one of us. <laughs> it's going to be one of you." Well, one one of the youth uh, just just stands up there and. AND THE GUY COMES AT HIM, AND HE JUST STANDS THERE, AND, and WHEN THE GUY GETS ABOUT THIS CLOSE, <laughs> HE JUST FALLS ON THE GROUND AND, and STARTS WEEPING. And, and so the, the guy just starts praying for him and delivering him. And the guy gets saved right there. And within two weeks, everybody in the camp is saved. And there was a revival among the guerrillas and the government... Would send the former guerrillas. This was in 2009 or 2010. I can't remember exactly, but the story's out there on the internet. If you do YWAM Nigeria, you'll you'll get it. And I may not have all the details just right, but the government of Nigeria, that these guerrillas who were getting saved were were coming in and surrendering and. GIVING THE GOVERNMENT ALL THEIR WEAPONS AND EVERYTHING. AND THE GOVERNMENT TO REHABILITATE THEM WAS SENDING THEM ALL TO THE DISCIPLESHIP TRAINING SCHOOL. (laughs) (laughs) WOW. SO, YOU KNOW, I, I SHARE THAT JUST... To say, what might God do? Now, like I said, if if He asks you to do something really crazy, like that, like go serve the people in in the guerrilla camp, make sure that you have some other people hear God with you. <laughs> Because God, God is okay with being under authority and getting the leadership to approve those, those kind of crazy things. But most of the time, it's it's not anything near, nearly so crazy. It's, it's just something that requires us to humble ourselves a little bit and, and take a risk that somebody might not like what we have to say or reject us at at that moment. And, you know, we we just got to get to the place where that's okay. Okay. (laughs) So let's pray. Father, I, I thank you that... You're you're so patient with us uh, that the work you began, you you will bring it to completion. You'll you'll bring us to fullness. And we ask you to do that. I ask you to fill us with your spirit. I ask, Father, I, I repent for not loving the people of our city the way you want me to. I I confess my sin and I ask you to change me, to enable me to love people in a deeper, fuller way. And I, I pray that for all of us here, that you'd empower and enable us to love one another more. That you empower and enable us to love the city and our, our neighbors and, and beyond. Lord, let us be a, a risk-taking people who, uh, when, when we hear your voice, we just quickly obey. Lord, let your kingdom come. Send us out as workers into the harvest. And we pray for that great harvest for your kingdom to come forth in this city. In Jesus' name, amen.